When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's the Score North Twin Show. We were able to come up, come up with a good plan. We knew that the second, uh, today's game was extremely, extremely important, you know, after losing the first one. So we came up with a good plan. You know, we still wanted to be aggressive. Like, even though what happened yesterday already happened, we knew that uh, we were just going to try to control what we could control today. And, um, yeah, it, then it became about execution and, like, things were going well. And I was able to execute the pitches that we needed to. And if we needed to make any adjustments, we were also able to bring that to the table. Look at that. What a badass. Pablo Lopez just shoving in his first two postseason games as a twin. It's like that that was just kind of sleeping on that game last night. That was even more cathartic in some ways than the like wild card round. Because we we haven't lived just a stress-free twins postseason experience in 20 years. Mm-mm. It was great. Where they just beat the brakes off somebody, and there's right. very little doubt the entire game that they're you know, not going to hold on. Right. And how, how about the, the fact that um, I saw some post-game reports from the Houston side. I guess the crowd was just dead. Yeah. Like, like yeah. he just took away their will to be there. How great is that? There is nothing. Yeah, did, it's my humble opinion that one of the greatest experiences on the face of the earth is hearing a crowd just have their will to be a fan taken <laughs> away, which happens to us far too much. But it it's so much fun when it's it's a guy on the team that you're cheering for, just like rips the rips the enthusiasm out of that crowd. And I guess it was just a a, a mortuary in Houston. And, and I would have expected those Houston fans to be more self aware that hey, if we don't make some noise and and help this team out, this is the last time we're going to watch playoff baseball in 2023. Now that was the last shot. Now it's our you house. Know, they, Twins ain't going back to Houston. Did you see the Did you see the battery for Game Three? I, I just saw a report for the first pitch. I did see this. Yeah, in fact, I have this in front of me here. Joe Maurer and Johan Santana. Mm-hmm. I love it. So they've done. Let's see here. Uh, Tom Kelly and Kent Herbeck. Yep. And then we had Justin Morneau and Ron Gardenhire. 
Yep. And now we're going Johan Santana, Joe Maurer, and then we also have a Game 4 battery. Have you seen the Game 4 battery? No. We're going Gary Gaetti and Dan Gladden, Twins Hall of Famers in 1987 World Champions. Love it. I love it. No, you know what? I feel a little bit bad for my guy, Lodge. I mean, he was on the 87 team, had some key hits, and he was a catcher, but I do like this. Well, you know, if the they, if they keep if they keep going here, if they keep performing the way that they are, right. and I know I think Frank Viola has been on kind of like bad terms with the organization. Oh, has he? Times. I, you, like, I don't know. You never see him around, right? Frankie V. Let's get if 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 there's ever if there's any sort of issues there, let's put them aside because the Twins are going to keep playing home playoff games. Let's we can go Frankie V and Laudner, Jack like Morris, that. Brian Harper. Where is Har? I haven't seen or heard of Har- from Harp in years. AJ Pierzynski. Now, I was going to just say like a Brad Radke or something. Oh, huh? I like don't that. know that they would. But you, Mackie and Jed. Pierzynski's going to be there. Like he's in the booth, right? Dude, what? Okay, just quick thing, and then we'll we'll get to some yeah, thoughts. I, I actually have a, a take to throw at you guys. Yeah, and then we'll, uh, the Twins are on the grid today too. The Twins are on the immaculate grid. Um, I love the broadcast. Oh, God, Adam Wainwright, AJ Pierzynski. Is it Adam Amin? Yes, Adam Amin was, guy? was very play. good. Love Adam Amin. Just like a perfect combination of humor analysis. You had arguing about situations and. Okay, no, those guys aren't the most analytical, like, spreadsheet baseball guys. I don't want that in my baseball broadcast. I want guys to tell me the psychology of what's happening, right, the strategy of what's happening. I think there's still a lot of Twins fans that just can't stand A.J. Pierzynski, and I don't know why. He loved being here. He was a huge contributor on, on a playoff run team in 2002. He was a great Minnesota Twin. And then, against his wishes, the Twins traded him to San Francisco. One of the great trades. A hall of players. One of the great Joe trades Nathan, in Twins history. Francisco Liriano, Boof Bonzer, and then they slid Joe Maurer in at catcher. Like, yeah. AJ loves the Twins. Just because those guys pump the Astros tires a little bit, too, it's a national broadcast. So, I don't know. I thought it was – I think most people thought the broadcast was great, but I heard from a lot of Twins fans that AJ has no business calling a Twins game. Let's get over the AJ hate here. Those okay. two, those two together, I think are great because they often don't agree. The only thing, is, so the Wainwright advantage right now, and this is the same thing that Tony Romo had initially, is because he just played, like he knows guys, tendencies, players better than anybody. The mm-hmm. only thing long term, and why I think he needs to be in a two man booth. Is and I don't know why this is because Smoltz developed the same thing. You do get too much of, well, the old school is best, but Przinsky keeps him honest, which I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Wayno though is going to have a tendency. I I hear him devolve into oh they can't do you know bad for the game or this or that. Baseball just made about what you guys four changes like significant changes that I had questions about. Every one of them worked. In terms of attendance being up, ratings being it up. It just helped the game. Yeah, the game. But like the electronic strike zone. I, I, you know, they basically are crapping on the the plate umpire through both the first two games. But then Wayno says, well, but they can't go to the electronic strike zone. It's like, well, actually, yeah, yeah they can. I know some fans didn't like it, but I, I will say during game one, when I think it was AJ was doing his Rocco voice. Did you guys pick up on that? Like he was kind of making fun of it. I know we don't know our plan yet. Yeah, I liked that. Like that was funny. Like that, it's, it's salty. It's, it's, yes. It's, 
It's funny. Yeah, man. He's he is who he is, man. And yeah. and he's he, he's got a podcast too that's doing well. Like he's a media guy. Um, and he did nothing but great things for the Twins in the early 2000s. So, Ooh. yeah, when he played for the White Sox, Sp- you, you hate him a little bit. He did right? Spike Morneau, which is probably his one thing where, but, which is really, really a I think weird. those guys are fine. Those guys are yeah. over it, right? Competitors. Yeah. If Morneau doesn't yeah, care, who does Spike him, though? Like, that, that was the one, like, weird God. thing. But booing him constantly was, I never got. I remember uh, in game 163 in 08 when... For whatever reason, they sent Dyer on like one ankle on a short, shallow fly ball to center field. And when AJ tagged him out at the plate on the bang, bang play, he just like put the glove right in Cuddy's face, which I was like added as a teenager. I hated it as an adult. I love it. Yeah, I'm fine <laughs> with that part. Yeah, just don't spike guys. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, here's my question for you guys. The Twins have now just fallen into a, a wealth of playoff wins now. We don't know. We can't even count how many playoff wins they've had in the last week. This is great. We went 20 years, couldn't get a playoff win. Now it's just like every day there's a new playoff win. Do you think the Twins can win the World Series this year? No. I don't think they have enough starting pitching in best four of sevens that I trust. Enough. I love the first two guys. I love the first two guys. I mean... They are, uh, and and I actually have have, and we, we've discussed this previously. But the bullpen, I think, is pretty damn solidified now. But do I think that they can win the World Series? Do I think they have an, enough pitching that I trust from a starting standpoint to win four of seven back to back? No. But remember, eighty seven, you basically had two guys, Vi- Viola and Burt, and they did it. So if if you want to draw comparisons to thirty some odd years ago now there is a parallel to talk about i guess they are the best team remaining in the american league they are the best team remaining in the american league baltimore's down 2-0 here i I like their pitching i don't think that they they do not but i mean they don't compare it to texas with the bats uh right now but they've they've they they beat up texas numerous times no but texas was struggling texas is very weird I believe let's let's well, let's look at the data. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the data. I, I'm pretty sure the Twins have a higher team OPS in the second half of the season. They than probably the did. Rangers do. Texas went off. Texas struggled, and now, but but the Twins. In fairness to this entire conversation, the Twins also aren't the team that they were at one point this season. And when the tw- I said when the Twins play Texas, bring on the Rangers. They were struggling at the plate, and I will say I do think their bullpen's not good. Uh, but right now they are just mashing again. So I think the answer is yes to this question. I think they can win the World Series. Now, in the National League, you got you got the Atlanta Braves sitting over there with one of the great offenses in our lifetimes. It might be the best offense in twenty years in baseball by a lot of men. They tied the they tied the Twins' home run record, right? 
without the juiced ball. Didn't they tie it? They hit 307 they home runs this year. They tied it. You know, they've got up and down the lineup. They've got, I mean, so Acuna is the best player in baseball. I'm getting like two weeks ahead of ourselves here, by the way, but I am yeah. looking at the Braves. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So uh, Acuna is the best player in baseball, 73 stolen bases, 41 home runs. But then you also have like Matt Olson who hit 54 home runs for that team. Marcel Ozuna hit 40 home runs for that team. Ozzie Albies, who's not even one of their four best hitters, had 33 homers, 109 RBI. So like that lineup is just one dude after another. So I think I'm, I'm aligned with Declan. The twins are the best remaining team in the American league. And baseball can be weird in small samples. So if you can get to the World Series, the Braves would be a heavy favorite. Maybe the Phillies knock them off. You know, stranger things have happened. Uh, the Braves would be like a two to one favorite to win the World Series. But what we've we've now entered, I think, Twins can win the World Series or at least get to the World Series. Watch. Right? I think get to the World Series. I think get to the World Series. What worries me about Texas is this: if, if they continue. As they are playing right now, um, games one and two. If it's lined up that it's Lopez and Gray, I like your chances. Mm-hmm. Game three, I think you get hammered because it's Ryan or Ober, and Texas is crushing the ball right now. So games three and four actually concern me then, um, and then it becomes a little bit more of. A wild card. But if your question to me had been, can they make the World Series right now with the way that they're playing? Yes, I do agree with that. Sounds like you're more scared about Texas than we are, though. Like, Texas is good, but the Twins are good. Yes. And in the second half of the season, the Twins had the fourth best weighted on base average, which is its OPS put into its proper context. And Texas was seventh, but but there was a notable gap between the Twins offense and Texas's offense in the second half of the season. All right, let's say Texas has gotten a little bit hotter, so you're seeing like a, a hotter version of their offense. Exactly. I'll still take the Twins' bullpen 10 times out of 10 over the Texas. The bullpen I agree bullpen. with, yes. I'll take Pablo Lopez over any starter Texas has. The bullpen so, I do agree with. And the Twins are playing. They, they would play uh, the majority of the games in that series at home against Texas because they would be the higher seed. If you want to keep pouring cold water on this party, I think they have a chance to win. I think they have a chance to get there. I think they have a chance to get there. But I said at one point, bring on Texas. And what I'm telling you now is now you're scared. The bats bats have gotten hot. I do. I do not think it's an automatic that they can beat them. I think it'd be a good series. We're also like way ahead of ourselves. Yeah. The Twins have to win two more games against Houston. It's a one, one series against Houston. So um, with that being said, I feel like, and I, and I know we looked last night, too. The Twins are like a minus one fifth, so the Twins are favorites in game three. I just think now that you've gotten a game in Houston here, not to put any extra pressure on the Twins, who shouldn't feel any, by the way. They've checked all the boxes they've needed to. This should just be just fun times here. Like People expect the Braves to win the World Series. There's some pressure. Philadelphia always has pressure. There's no pressure here. This is all just gravy and house money for the Twins. I think they have the advantage in these next two games from a pitching standpoint. And I think Houston's a little rattled. Like their their offense after seeing some of these relievers like Duran, you know, how many times have the Twins had a reliever where like the opposing team is sitting there saying, "Boy, like we need to score before the 8th inning or we're not going to get any." So, I I don't know about you guys, but I feel very confident that the Twins have the advantage in these next two games at Target Field.
I feel game three for sure. No question about it. Game four. I I think the fans give it the Twins a slight advantage regardless now because they're going to show up. They're going to be loud. It helps. Um, the other thing, though, is I, I would actually, I think with the key players on this Twins team, um, that if there is pressure, it's almost better. Like, I think Carlos Correa thrives on, on that. Loves it. I think last night Lopez thrived on pressure. Mm-hmm. I think Bailey Ober is, in, nice. or, or Gray, I'm sorry. I think Sonny Gray is a guy, not Bailey Ober. Sonny Gray is a guy who's going to thrive on pressure. You just said Royce Lewis. So I don't want them to feel like, you know, hey, it's just fun now. I, I want those because if you look at the playoffs so far, they have not gotten a, a great performance, especially with the bats from a lot of guys. But the guys that you that we would have said at the start of the playoffs, okay, if they're going to win games, these guys have to step up, have. And I think part of it is because they know how to embrace pressure. And like Correa is example 1A of that. So like the pressure is a good thing. Yeah, I'm really curious how Joe Ryan responds in game four. Because he's been basically the afterthought so far throughout this entire playoff run. Like, think about this. The Twins have played, what, four? Four playoff games yeah, since right. the playoffs began. He has not started one of them. He has not appeared in one of them. Yeah. And he, throughout the majority of the season, I know there was a blip uh, with, with his hamstring and there was, a pro- there was a problem with his home run ball. He was legit one of their most consistent hitters. And now he's going to go in on a chip with his shoulder, potentially either with winning the series over the defending champion Astros or trying to force a game five again against the defending champion Astros. I think I'm, I'm like tomorrow. I'm not saying it's a guaranteed win because weird, weird things happen in baseball. Mm-hmm. I am fascinated to see what version of Joe Ryan shows up in game four. Yeah. And even if the bad version shows up, if you can get the Sonny gray game in game three, you then get Pablo Lopez again in, in game five. And I know that the Astros would say, cool, we get Justin Verlander in game five. But, Bring it on. Bring I mean, it on. Pablo Lopez has game. been untouchable, basically, for the first two starts. The other wild card here, as we evaluate, like, what can the Twins do in this series, the rest of the postseason, relative to sort of the team that we saw in the second half, all the great things that we've said about the Twins being a different team in the second half, a team that was, like, 15 games above five hundred from their low point in like late June, all of that goodwill was built up and all of that damage was done without the best version of Carlos Correa. And that's the scariest thing about this team is we saw an injured, hobbled, less than version of Carlos Correa for six months. Even last year, he wasn't really battling the foot issue, but he didn't like turn it on until September. It's been two years of Correa. Yes, exactly. And the first year was just, for whatever reason, the first year he just, he was fine, but he didn't produce at the level that you had hoped. And the second year, he was hurt all year. He's not clearly not hurt like he was a month ago. And you're now just getting one of the greatest postseason players in modern baseball history plopped into the middle of this lineup, shortstop, making plays all over the place, swagger. It's a different equation when you get this version of Carlos Correa. If Correa had played at 75% of the way that he is playing right now the entire year, this team is never despicable. Like like that that first half is different. And I'm saying I'm I'm not saying 100% of what we're seeing in the playoffs. I'm saying 75%. If we had seen this at the plate because in the field he's been marvelous. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this team is never like, oh man, I can't stand them, which is how I felt. Um, but yes, you are getting, and this is this is really the rare thing in Minnesota sports, and it's one of the biggest problems of why the teams here, the main teams that we talk about on our shows, haven't succeeded in the playoffs. If you think about it, how often have we seen guys embrace the pressure and then thrive off the pressure? I'm talking across all our sports, not the Twins, not just the Vikings, not just the Wolves, the Wild. You know, mm-hmm. Kaprizov sort of did this in the first round two years ago, but was a shell of himself last spring. Um, I'm talking about a guy who, who or, or a couple of guys who can take a series by the throat and say, I don't care how Kirloff does. I don't care how Kepler does. Like if they contribute, awesome. But yeah. if they just do their job, like like they're not butchering balls in the field, if they just do their job, we've got the horses who are like, screw it, bring on the pressure, and and they can pretty much win the games by themselves, which is what Lopez and Correa did last night. Well, and we we just saw, you know, there's Patrick Mahomes came to U.S. Bank Stadium, and yes. he just has this sort of I don't know, man. Like he has this confidence, and he swagger. has, the, and he's and he's good. Yeah, the swagger. He's got the swagger. Yeah, and he's good enough to sort of cash in on it. That just makes everyone else believe too. And I think the, the team is better. Brady had that too. You have to be good enough, but then the team kind of rallies around your belief. Correa has that quality. He's got there's a Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady quality about him. I don't think he puts he doesn't put up the same numbers relative to his sport because Mahomes has it, and then like puts up the biggest numbers. Correa during the regular season doesn't put up the numbers that some of these aforementioned Braves hitters put up, but in the postseason he does. The fact that he just passed Derek Jeter and David Ortiz for most postseason RBIs, he's like third all time in postseason RBIs. So it's just it's it's such a game changer to have that in the middle of your lineup in the middle of the field. Um, the, the Twins are on the grid too, by the way, so we should get to that in a second. But I want to shout out one trend to keep an eye on for Game Three here, okay? Let me give you a little bit of statistical analysis here. Football. Okay. Christian Javier is the starting pitcher for the Astros in this game three. He's going to face Sonny Gray. So Sonny, Sonny Gray ha- had had the better season. Sonny Gray uh, is overall the better pitcher. Christian Javier, a good pitcher, right-handed, throws like mid-90s, 26 years old. But here's the trend to watch. 75% of Christian Javier's batted balls are fly balls. He is one, he is one of the uh, lowest ground ball rates of any starting pitcher in baseball. So, so he lives and dies by inducing pop-ups or weak fly balls. The Twins hitters collectively this season had one of the highest fly ball rates in baseball and the second highest home run per fly ball rate. Football. Mm. Okay. Behind only the Braves. So the Twins love to hit fly balls and a pretty high percentage of their fly balls, 15% on the season, go over the fence. So you have a pitcher here from this trend that's playing right into the hands of this Twins lineup. The Twins want to hit towering fly balls. They would like those fly balls to hit the wall or go over. And Christian Javier gives up a ton of fly balls. Oh, he's playing right into what we want is what you're saying. Buckle up at target field tomorrow. Can I give you? Can I give you one more Christian Javier trend with some statistical analysis? Football. Oh, let's go. 
hitters when facing a 1-0 count this year. A 1-0 count. So he falls behind he falls first pitch. Falls behind. 1-0 count. Javier has given up 15 home runs when hitters are have a 1-0 count against him. So if you mm. if, if they see that first pitch, they don't like it, and he grooves one right down Broadway, right in the middle of what that hitter's looking for, just kind of like what uh, A-Rod was talking about with Royce Lewis in that epic at-bat game one against Gausman. If he grooves one early after the first pitch mistake, that ball's gone. That ball's going to be gone. Nice. Power. Buckle up, Christian nice. Javier. Buckle up, guy. Football. Yeah. Hey, a shout-out to our friends at Ugly Deck who've jumped on board for this postseason run here on the Score North Twin Show, Judd. They have indeed, and if you are looking to – actually, it's funny. They're called Ugly Deck, but if you are looking to give yourself a beautiful deck – then UglyDeck.com has the offer for you right now. It's a Reserve My Deck Package Now special uh, for the DIYer who wants to build a deck in the spring. And here's the most important thing, thing. save thousands of dollars. This is only for a limited n- number of customers who reserve their deck package. Now UglyDeck.com is offering up to $1,000 off a full deck package plus locked in 2023 pricing. UglyDeck.com will then deliver your deck package to your driveway by May 1st, 2024. And you will be the uh, smartest DIYer on the block. You're saving as much as, get this, $10,000 on your deck bill, ten grand. And with Ugly Deck, you get free plans, a free coach, access to their online deck build academy, and they will install your footings and ledger. You do the rest. You save huge. So go to UglyDeck.com today. Click on the, again, Reserve My Deck Package Now button, and make sure that you tell them, hey, you know what? I want a beautiful deck. I went to Ugly Deck, and I heard about it on that twin show. Amen. Also, hey, in the Twin Cities, we saw a lot of hail. There was like three hailstorms of note that I can remember oh, yeah. just in my neck of the woods. I'm sure other people saw even more. Uh, and so that's where Hire a Pro comes in. So you can earn a profit on a hail claim. Roofers do it all the time when they ask for your insurance check. They just know all the different uh, materials to order, uh, the crew to hire, how to negotiate with insurance. So Hire a Pro takes care of all of this for you, allowing you to make a profit on a hail claim. Roofers hate these guys because they show you everything a roofer can't, the expenses and profit on your job. So let Hire a Pro sit down with you on your approved claim. Make sure you have an approved claim, and they'll knock it out of the park for you. So, again, if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give Hire a Pro a call either at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or visit the website. It's Pro. Hire a dot pro. And one more shout out before this twins centric uh, immaculate grid here to Summit Orthopedics. You know, maybe you've had some hamstring problems or joint problems of some kind, and you're looking to get back in the lineup feeling good, right? Well, no referrals are needed at Summit Orthopedics. They offer same day appointments and also walk in orthopedic urgent care if you need it seven days a week starting at 8 a.m. 25 locations across the Twin Cities and greater Minnesota and over 150 expert physicians and physical therapists. Learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. And boy, it's a glorious day when the Twins are in the playoffs, winning playoff games, and the Twins are on the Immaculate Grid. Oh, yes. Teams, Judd. Well, and and I got a great, a great one here. But go ahead, okay. Phil. Explain the grid first so I don't... We'll, we'll put eight minutes on the clock to excited. keep ourselves contained here. So we're looking for... A twin who was an Astro, a twin who was a Cardinal, 
and a twin who was an all-star. We're also looking for a Blue Jay who was an Astro, a Blue Jay who was a Cardinal, and a Blue Jay who was an all-star. And a Tiger who was an Astro, a Tiger who was a Cardinal, and a Tiger who was an all-star. I'm going to put eight minutes on the clock here, boys. This feels like a potential rarity score waiting to happen. I think the best we've ever done is like 30, maybe 29, 35. Below 30 would be huge for us. Eight minutes on the clock. Here we go. All right. The twin, the twin Astro, Rich Childs, (laughs) C-H-I-L-E-S, Rich Childs. He was an outfielder. And a DH at times for the Twins, but he came from the Astros. Okay. Looking at Pat Borders last night, this is yeah, also Pat Bo- a Pat Borders square. Remember remember our Pat Borders? So Pat Borders fits two squares based on our conversation last night. All two squares. Pat, Pat Borders was oh, an yeah. Astro, and Pat Borders was a Cardinal. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, well, couldn't we use it then for... Okay, so what do you have? You have a twin... Who was an Astro. Let's do that. Let's use Judd's for that. What was it, Judd? Rich Childs. 71 to 78? Yep. 0.1. 0.1. Let's go. Or wait a second. Let me think here. Wait. uh, uh. Uh, One that comes to mind to me. He was a, pretty sure he was a Cardinal. Is PJ Walters. Yes. Or PJ Walters. I wrote a big feature one time on P.J. Walters as a beat writer about how he has a sweeping, dominant curveball. And you should have called no, it the did. sweeper. You, you you, would have invented the sweeper. Hold on, though. So he did, yeah, I was going to say, he did pitch for the Cardinals, not just in their minor league system. He started in 09. So P.J. Walters is a great obscure It's going to be really obscure. Point so one again. Point oh oh something. Point oh oh five. Okay. We're off to a great start here. Bang. Uh, twin, who are some obscure twin all-stars? Okay. Um, well, Coom Dog, obviously. Coom Dog. Matt Lawton. Matt Lawton. I'm trying to think of those like late 90s, early 2000s. How about the 80s? Were, were there uh, any? Smalley? Roy Smalley. Smalley in 79. Oh, started at shortstop. Smalley could be good. Smalley started at shortstop in who, the kingdom. Who else in the 80s before? Before like, they got did Brunanski make an all star game? Kenny Landro make it in 80? Dude, uh, didn't, did Tim Lauder made one, didn't he? Lots. 80. Uh, 88 in Cincinnati was that did Tim Lauder make that one Steinbach was the M- MVP but he was uh, an A he was at that an point a. hold on um, Coomdog is but but I feel like Twins fans like will Coom- use yeah. Coomdog yeah I feel like because it's funny like reverse psychology exactly, exactly I'm going to write some names down here so Small eel work. I think, I think Coom Dog. I think you're right um, on Laudner. I think you're dude, right I think Laudner made an all star game <sighs> he's Lods man didn't he make it in 88? It was like he had like a big first half. The, was, he was not a... TK was the manager because uh, they had won the World Series. And a few <laughs> twins made it. And I think you're I think you're right. I'm going to star his name. I, I know Smalley. So I know Smalley in 79. Yeah. Smalley, I think, okay. will be good. I know that one for Brandon sure. Brandon Kinsler made an all-star team. Brandon Kinsler. Yeah, dude. We could probably just go Brandon Kinsler. He did. He did for sure make an All Star team. God, there were some. <laughs> there were some. Bad. Let's go, Brandon. Declan's right. Let's go, Brandon Kinsler, and then we'll circle back on Lods for future reference. Okay. Can I look up Lods right now? Because he didn't play for any other team, so yeah. we don't need him for this. Point one. Point one. Okay. So now we're. I just want to see. 
Tim Laudner. Come on, Lods. Lods. He did, dude. He made an all-star. He made an all-star game in 88. Yep. He made it in 88. For, yeah. <laughs> For TK. Right, closing this out. Yeah, damn it. Okay, uh, other all-stars here. So, Tigers go way back. We could we could do some of these names we've used before, like Hank Greenberg. So, all-star game from started. Like the 40s. Yeah, all-star game, I think, started in 1935 or 34. 33. Okay, 33. Yeah. So, if in we Chicago. wanted to go old school, we could go Hank Greenberg or... Uh, um, um, God, K-Line? Uh, well, Ty Cobb would have been... I was going to say, uh, when, those, before. when those Tigers teams were losing like 100 games in the early 2000s, Dimitri Young. Dimitri Young made an he all-star. Was, Travis made, Fryman yeah. on he, some bad he, teams. Travis Fryman, nice player. Mm-hmm. So if we went new school, old school, Dimitri Young versus... Uh, Former league MVP yeah. Hank Greenberg from a previous Immaculate Grid, and no one's going to know the lower rarity score. Depends on on the age of the people doing this. Is what it depends on. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Like, I mean, there were some bad some, Tigers teams about in the nineties. Yeah, nineties All Stars. Can't think of the Tigers. They had like Bobby Higginson. They had uh, Travis. Travis Fryman was like one of their best players in the nineties. Yes. He's for sure an all star. Yes. Um, hey, pitchers did like Jeremy Bonderman. Oh God, I don't think he is ever good enough to be an all star. No, but... I don't think so. I'm trying to think of uh, Todd Jones. Todd Jones make a oh, remember yeah. he was their closer. Ooh. Yeah, until he got traded here. Oh boy. Um, trying to think of some other Tigers pitchers from the nineties. All right, I mean Dimitri Young and an old school guy like I'll keep saying Hank Greenberg because I think he's the we've used him. Um, we we used him on like a previous one for like a MVP or a Hall of Famer, and he was very low percentage. So we know they both made All Star games. Okay. Declan hates the old school. I hates the black and white. Dimitri. Young. Dimitri. Young. brother too, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. 0. 0.7. 0. 0.7%. Nice. All right. We'll circle. I'm going to write down to circle back. I'll type in on my own phone. I just want to see the percentages on Laudner and Hank Greenberg. Uh, Blue, Blue Jays, Jays All-Stars. All-Star. I'm thinking Sean Green. Did Sean Green make the All-Star oh, team as a Blue I mean, Jay? He went there after L.A., right? <laughs> Or was he there before L.A.? Tony Fernandez, possibly. He, he, Sean Green was Blue Jays, then Dodgers, okay. right? Yeah. Pat yes. Henkin was their pitcher in the 90s who made some all-star games. Tony Fernandez. And he went to the Baltimore. Alfredo Griffin. Devon White. Devon, I love Devon White. What a center fielder he was. Um, I'm going to write some of these down. Oh, who was the guy that got traded uh, to um, Vernon Wells? Oh, that's a good one. Wow. Vernon Wells. Who flamed out with... He was great in Toronto and then went to the right, Angels and right, flamed right. out. I'm guessing he was an all-star. So Pat he Hankin, uh, Devon White. Tom Hankey, the closer? Wait, wait, wait. Did, uh, what do you got? Did Pat Borders ever uh, Oh, that's a, you're, that's that's a, make an all-star? Dude. That's tempting well, dude, we could use, But wait, we could use Borders for like half these squares. Yeah, he was a yeah blue, we'll he definitely was a blue use Jay. him as a, yes, I agree with that. A Blue Jay, Astro, I'm yeah. I, I'm thinking back to the teams last night and yep. I'm I'm 90% sure that both Cardinals and Astros were in his. And then it was like White Sox, I think. Were oh, um, uh, just if if you want to put borders somewhere else, at, um, Latroy Hawkins, Hawkins that's what I, yep. was Astro uh, uh, Blue Jay. Yeah. 
Can we do that? Blue Jay Astro. Yeah, but then for sure you use Pat Border somewhere. That's a great one. This is awesome. Okay. The choice the point, point eight. eight. This is this is epic. Yep. The okay. choice. Such let's a use, god. Let's, of this. let's throw Pat Borders in for Cardinals and Blue Jays. I'm sure. sure how much time we have left here. For sure on this. Phil, Pretty sure. Phil looked last night. We just looked at it last night. Like, if he can't uh, remember and that, I'm, pr- I'm almost positive. Oh, my God. Yeah! Oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> Dex didn't trust. Oh, you didn't trust I Phil. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. You didn't trust him. He looked at it last night. <laughs> he came up on the twin show last night. We looked him up. We looked him up. George um, Bell for the Blue Jays. He, um, Yeah, George, George Bell. I mean, Delgado is going to be a high one. Yeah. A, a Tiger Astro. I don't know how high this would be. Mike Fires, the starting pitcher. Mm. Oh, the I, guy who brought the Astros down. I feel like it would be between one and ten. I don't think it'd be any higher than ten. The guy who brought the Astros we'll, down. We'll write his you know? name down. Put him in. Yeah, put him in there. Put him in there. And then we also need at some point a Tiger who was a Cardinal. Um, some of the names we have written down for Blue Jays are George Bell. Pat Henkin, Devon White. I'm not. I I uh, I know George Bell, and I know Pat Henkin went to All Star. Okay, games. Pat Henkin's going to be pretty low, right? Was uh was Aaron Hill the power hitting second baseman? Yeah. Did he make some? Isn't he the he guy that gave Morno a concussion? Well, in 2010? I say might have been him. Yeah, I say we go with one that that we're sure of. Yeah, and Pat Henkin. Is not going to be like like we're so. The only low. question on Hankin is how high would the percentage be? Right, but I mean our percentage is so low right now. Right, we don't want to ruin that either. Yeah, but is, Dude, we, yeah, it's not going like to be below five percent right now. It's not going to be super high, right? I mean, it's Pat Hankin. We, we could get like five percent. Okay, I'm just saying I like the fact that you're sure of Pat Hankin. If Declan's right about Aaron Hill, he would potentially be lower than Pat Hankin. Oh, oh, well, I mean, I think Wells I was as well. Orlando Hudson. Did Ohad make an all-star game the Blue Jays? I'm recusing myself right now because this Ohad. is... Ohad! dog. Come on! Let's, let's go Pat Hankin. Let's go Pat Let's Hankin. go something we're sure with. All right. Pat. Below. Hankin. Be below five. Point nine! Yeah, point, point nine! nine. Yeah, let's go! Pat Hankin's not a household name. <laughs> Nobody remembers him. He was good. He was like a really good He was good really good, yeah. But, dude, yeah. you're old now. Uh, okay. All right. So we have Mike Fires. So we need two down. more squares. Okay. Mike Fires in, in the in the bag, and that's a great name. That's a good one. Let's 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 move off that for a second here. Obscure. Wait, did P- Punto never played for the Tigers? Did he? I don't think so. Uh, no. 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 I'm trying to think of some other like there's there's like some twins connections in here. I think that we might be able to snip out. Okay, what twins have played? Brunanski played for the Cardinals, but he never played for the Tigers. Tommy Herr never played for Delman Young. Never Did played Tommy Herr didn't come back. No, 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 no. No. Pitchers? I'm trying to think of pitchers from the 70s or 80s. Jack Morrison didn't go there. Heart um, the car. Damn it. Um, did Scott Spezio play for the Tigers at any point? He was Angels, Cardinals. I don't think so, but I'm not positive. Nishek? Did Nishek go to the Tigers? No. I don't think so. How is there not more crossover with these two teams? Should we put Mike Fires in just to to see where we're at here? Okay. That's going to be low. Be below five. Below five. That's going to be below five. 3%. 0.9. 0.9! Oh, my God. This is insane. 
Okay, so real quick here. We're at one. Oh, God. Two, three, four, like three and a half. We're at like 4.2% right now uh-huh. on the rarity with one square left. One square left. I'm struggling to think of. Come on. We got something here. Okay. So the Cardinals. All right. I This would be high. I think it'd be high because he is so ridiculous. Like, this is, I think, an Edwin Square. Because he pitched for the Cardinals, and he pitched... I think he actually he did. started he with did. the Tigers. No, you're right. He did. But he, I, I think that might be for those teams. All, shockingly a little high, because I think he actually was... He was decent with the Tigers. I know that. And I don't think he was awful with the Cardinals. Well, ah. You're right. I always forget about using the Edwin Jackson... But I, I think that here, might but... ruin it. But is it going to be more than, like, 15%? I mean, that would be anything. But like, I know. You're looking for, like, a 1%er here, right? God, don't get caught. Or, like, even, like, 5. I don't know. like something. Jason, I'm just going to throw some Cardinals. Like, Jason Hayward never played for the Tigers. Thinking back to the 90s and, and the, like, did Jason Ray Isringhausen, Lank- Ray Lankford? Ray Lankford didn't play for the Tigers. Craig Monroe played for the. Bernard Gilkey. <laughs> just throwing random names. Jim, I'm, I'm just trying to think of guys from like the 80s or so, or in, in this case, 90s. Oh, oh boy. Oh, we got, we got this. We got this. Ozzie Smith didn't finish his career with the uh, Liam, Tigers, did he? Oh. Leon Durham didn't play for the Tigers, right? Because he started the Cardinal. I feel like there's a twin here, man. Like, who, who's the P.J. Walters, you know? Who's the... Um, who was the guy? Oh, the guy. As remember that as Merling Vasquez, the the twins. Did the twins get him from the Tigers? Or no, that they got him from the Diamondbacks. Did um, who was the closer with the Cardinals that came that he was good? Like within the last ten years, didn't he? Didn't he uh, come back with the Tigers after like a t- couple Tommy uh, Trevor Rosenthal? Trevor Rosenthal. I think he. He was a good closer with the Cardinals. He blew out his arm, mm-hmm. and I think he, he did make a comeback. Was, yeah. And I think it was with Detroit, like within the last. It might have even been within uh, the pandemic seasons, as in twenty and twenty one. I know he came back with the he Royals. Came, he came back and bounced around the Central. He was he was definitely with the Royals, and pretty good with the Royals. Oh, I mean, how high can Edwin Jackson be? Yeah, just How do Edwin Jackson. Be? Just do Edwin Jackson. How high can he be? Let's do it. Let's do Edwin right. Jackson. All right. All right. And then I want to see this list. Unless Judd has like a 70. The, wait, wait, wait. Actually, hold on. I don't. These franchises go back 100 years. I know. I, this, this is what's frustrating me. There's not someone from like the 60s or right. the 70s. Joe Torre never played for the Tigers. Ted Simmons never played for the Tigers. Did Ty Cobb ever play for the Cardinals? No, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't ever no. dealt to the Cardinals. Um, Keith Hernandez mm. went to the Mets. Mm. It's either Rosenthal or Edwin Jackson. Just do Edwin Jackson. Let's do Edwin Jackson. And then I want to see the list. Come on now. So I can kick Get myself. Us a, get us a 19. 19. Okay. 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 That's so Edwin, Edwin, Edwin was 15. That's he fine. 15. That's good, though. But, dude, a 19 rarity 19. score is our new best. Now, Third. now can you tell us some... No, uh, notable Tigers and Cardinals? Sure. Uh, I'm going to punch in Tim Laudner in my, my own one here. Placido Polanco. 
Yep. Edgar Renteria. Oh, Vince Coleman. Vince Edgar Coleman. Renteria. Oh, six games. Uh, Pete Cosma. Would have known that? Uh, Give me some. Johnny Peralta, another AL Central guy. By the way, Tim Lauder was a point two. Tito Francona. The same Tito Francona? No. No, that that's his dad. Got it. That's Terry's dad, but I wouldn't know. I'm gonna look at obscure games here and see if there's any former twin that pops. There's up not on. Oh, Mark Salas. Mark Salas. Mark Salas, the catcher for the Twins. Jeff Weaver. Although, although none of these guys like played a lot of games as a Cardinal, it looks like. Or, okay, that's it's a lot of names, but it's not. No, there's not a lot. Oh, of Mike options. Heath. You have to be wow. a Cardinals. Cardinals are a Tigers fan to probably really get obscure with Mike that. Mike Heath, the so catcher. It was so we. This is probably about as well as we could have done, right? Yes. In okay. retrospect, I don't feel nearly as bad. I thought there would be an obvious one. Johnny Peralta was the most common. Um, yeah. And only 46% of people got the square right. right. Only 41% got Twins Cardinals, Gary, with Gary yeah. Gaetti being the most yeah. obvious one. Hey, great work, guys. 19% wow. already scored today. This is great stuff. We're ready for games three and game four at Target Let's Field bring here. It. This is the Score North Twin Show pumping out daily episodes here as long as the oh. Twins want to stay alive, baby. We'll see you guys tomorrow.